What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Give Up the Ship podcast, episode 117. Uh, today, I am talking to submarine supply officer, uh, aka Chop. I'm just going to love the name of this episode. <laughs> just Lieutenant Alexis Travis. Um, I think she's selected for 04 as well, but... Um, but yeah, so she is uh, affectionately known as at Mill Mama on the Run on TikTok and Instagram. Um, I've had her stuff sent to me a million times. And so I was finally like, ah, sorry, I really need to look into this. Um, and I don't like if you listen to the podcast, I'm a big uh, critic of the format of like the TikTok style of like video content, like reels and all that stuff. Like I just part of me just doesn't get it but at the same time like it's popular for a reason so I'm trying to understand um, and she's one of the the good ones out there that's that's doing really um, like just attacking topics that are really important um, making a difference in a lot of, of of great ways with the the stuff she's shedding light on and talking about and uh, you'll see in the podcast like just an awesome leader a uh, great officer and a really cool human that uh, I got the opportunity to talk to finally uh, and so I hope you all enjoy this check it out hey real quick if you can and you're willing to support us uh, in whatever way you can, we always really appreciate it. With the best ways to do that, go to patreon.com slash podcast. Pick a tier that's right for you and support us if you can. We would really appreciate you. Lots of really cool benefits there. Go check them out. Also, don't give up the ship apparel. It's dgutsapparel.com. Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, all kinds of cool shower shoes, little like uh, drawstring bags, all kinds of cool stuff, a bunch of really cool custom stickers, and then the challenge coins and, and Don't Give Up the Ship podcast apparel is there as well. So please, if you can and you're willing to support us, go to those two places uh, and find whatever way works best for you. It's dgutsapparel.com and patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you my camera i'm almost all the way awake all right so uh <laughs> just like we talked about um we'll do just share like your bio background as much detail as you want to and then we'll go from there sure so i'm lieutenant alexis travis i'm a supply corps officer commissioned through ocs in 2013 uh did my first tour with nmcb3 so a little bit of expeditionary flavor and then nice. volunteered for women in subs i was in Oh. Like basically the third generation. How did I not know you were a submariner? That's why what I was making hell? Kings Bay Mafia jokes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't even put that together in my like <laughs> cancer riddled brain. Like I didn't <laughs> no. even. God, I'm we're slow. We're sneaky. Chops yeah, are sneaky because we like we hop in and yeah, we hop Yeah. Now out. I get to call you Chop too. This is awesome. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so did uh, did a couple of years on USS Georgia. Nice. That was a time that existed in my life uh and then i got picked up for instructor duty so spent three years in newport rhode island uh okay. teaching other people how to be food service officers so mm -hmm. you can just blame all several, <laughs> several of those problems on me um i was all set to go to grad school uh through the mm -hmm. navy and then got hit with a budget uh constraint so got delayed a wow. year and ended up on the warrior toughness project okay. uh, making the oh, mobile cool. application for that which was a, a weird one-off of a year doing yeah. exactly what I wanted to do. It was amazing. Yeah. That sounds like a really cool gig. <laughs> like, I'm going to ask you about that later, but yeah. Uh, then got to come to grad school, which is where I'm at now. So I'm a mm. fully funded student. It's like sort of the officer version of stay 21. Um, yeah. 
So this is my duty. I go to Yale School of Management where I'm getting my MBA with a heavy focus on organizational behavior um, and behavioral economics. So my my curiosity is how do we uh, incentivize people to act the way we want them to in the military? Um, That's kind of my like ongoing interest in all my courses. Yeah, that's a super interesting (laughs) idea because like, I mean, I'm obsessed with very similar things for very similar reasons with like leadership stuff where I I just want to know, like I was going to school for psychology. I'm taking a break right now because you know, this is a long story, but <laughs> I started having a meltdown basically because I'm like, I don't know how to civilian. And then I bit off more than I could chew. And yeah. Um, yeah. But totally same thing. Understand. Like I was, yeah, I was studying leadership just like on my own. I, I got a degree uh, on active duty in organizational leadership, but um I was just reading leadership books because I'm a dork about it. And they, in the books, they kept referencing psychology, psychology, psychology. And so then I started going on that rabbit hole and I went through therapy for over a year. Um, And he would, my therapist was like, you'd be really good at this. And I was just like, really? Like, and then I started looking into it and I'm still like, not exactly sure what I want to do with it. Um, But I definitely want to go that route. I want to help veterans with it. And then obviously like build on this, but that's super interesting because like that's, a lot of the stuff I want to talk to you about, because you, you're passionate about mental health, uh, from what I gather from all your videos, and um, even like like military sexual trauma stuff. Like my friend Amber is really big on that topic in particular, and advocates for it a lot. And all of those things are these gigantic, like monolithic problems <laughs> in the military that we never talk about leadership's role in it, and it drives me absolutely nuts. Because I think that, yeah. like, especially particularly mental health, it's like for me, it's like there's if you were able to fix leadership and like the definition of what fixed looks like is wildly varying. But like the way that I I say it is like if there was like a 20 percent objective quality increase in leadership across the board, like think about how many tertiary problems that would solve just because of how all of them. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I always say. I'm like leadership's the solution to everything. Like if you had 20 percent more competent leaders, like suicide rates would plummet acute mental health yeah. issues would plummet military sexual trauma would plummet and it's like it would fix rates, it recruitment rates right it's, right yeah it's, it's not a a vaccine but it's like it's it's i mean god it would be so dramatic it would be so right? dramatic which is uh yeah kind of my ongoing thesis with my social media uh, which okay. is i got i got started on uh during my year working with warrior toughness mostly because yeah, it's Tell me that origin story. Yeah. Like I'm (laughs) really, how did you end up being mill mama on the run? I'm very curious. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, first off, be really careful of the username you pick when you, if you ever decide to, to get into that because you're, you're stuck with it. You're stuck with it forever. Um, So it was it was kind of twofold Uh, when reels started coming out on Instagram, which is like the Mm -hmm. short video format that for me feels like a throwback to Vine. Um, But that makes me old. So I barely know what Vine is. So talk about old. Yeah. (laughs) Like I know Um, I know of it. Yeah, it was like super cool. I won't tell you what grade I was in, but uh, (laughs) yeah. And I was seeing all these people like make jokes. And I was like, I can make, I can make jokes. I can make jokes. I'm funny. funny. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, a bunch of the chiefs. So I was at basically an all khaki command. So it was like a handful of chiefs, a ton of civilians and like 
five officers, not including our triad. And um, the Chiefs took, I'm going to say like a chiefly number of smoke breaks. Um, (laughs) And I don't smoke, but I was in Newport, Rhode Island and CSS, which is the command I was at, has the best building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've Navy. been there. I was so when I was a CSA school instructor, um, they were oh, our yeah. headquarters or whatever. Yep. And I came up there for the senior list academy, visited the CMC. His office is preposterous. Just the the floor to ceiling windows and the view of Newport With the like bridge. Bay or whatever. Yeah, right. it's insanity. Like the the fact that um a staff corps like owns well i guess it's an hr yeah. bullet now but for a long time it was supply core like has that, that building. building with that yeah. office while the swos are like behind us yep I, I can't imagine how mad that makes them which is for me it's like <laughs> i'm surprised staff officers i'm surprised <laughs> some like some line officer flat or like a flag officer hasn't come off the top rope and just told him to move to some basement somewhere because that's not been my experience Same. Like, and it's, it's so funny. Cause like I would go into my CEO's office to brief him on stuff and I'd be like, look, I just, yeah. I just need a minute. It's so gorgeous. But yeah, we have like yeah, picnic tables like, like right outside there. And so yeah. I was like, I want to hang out like in the mm-hmm. sunshine and just do whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I started just like spending that time, like looking at videos and then mm-hmm. making them. And, uh, at some point it occurred to me that I could do that, like about stuff that I cared about. Mm-hmm. Um, and way back in the day in 2019, I helped uh, rewrite an instruction to store um, expressed human breast milk on ships because there was mm. like a loophole where people were like trying to do it, but it was really complicated. And as mm. a food service officer, I was like, yeah. we can just we can just fix this. We can just yeah, say can you just can put it in reefers. Something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I happened to be in the right place at the right time and we got it written. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I should awesome. make a real telling people about that because I yeah. feel like we made this change and nobody... Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you were a CS, CSS, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and I'm, I'm going to guess you never heard about it. Most of my food service students nope. never heard about it. Sure and, didn't. um, so made a joke video about it and I must've made a bunch of people really happy and a bunch of people really mad because mm-hmm. it blew up. I got like, I think over 2 million hits on I'm that gonna video. I'm going to get mad about that. So many people. <laughs> like, oh man. Oh do not, God. do not be a woman on the internet. Uh, it's, it's yeah, well, f- <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, uh, yeah. That's, and um, yeah. and I was like, actually, this is like really fun. Like, I I yeah. can make jokes and just do the things that I like to do, which is like lead mm-hmm. and mentor people and tell them information that I think is important. Um, mm-hmm. and people find it. And yeah. right about then, I was looking at you know what did I want to focus on, what did I want to do while I was coming to graduate school, and I was like huh, if you want to work in like this space, you have to like already have a presence in the space. So I was like, well, what if I just like tried? Uh, What if I just, instead of making jokes, um, you know, on my quote unquote smoke breaks, what if I actually did some reading and and did some learning and tried this? And it's gotten bigger than I thought it would. Uh, I was floored because like they sent me the thing and I was just like, I've seen some Navy recruiting accounts because they they have a very they're yeah. they've become very like savvy with like social media and there's a handful of them yep. that have pretty pretty large followings but like yep. yeah I saw yours and it's enormous and I was like oh my god like I got I have to couch that it is a no- it's it looks a lot more impressive than it is um, why I do you say a, that I hit a bot nest like mm. maybe six months ago. 
like to the tune that i got like i ran down and and got in touch with a physical human being at meta and i was like i'm getting like 500 bot accounts a day really yeah i I can't i've seen them follow me but like because and i don't have i mean my instagram's like a little over 2000 or something but i see certain bots um follow and it's like you can tell like or they like as soon as I publish a podcast, I have some hashtags. I have kind of a lot because I don't I, like I studied like how to That's try to like leverage that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think it's changed since. So I probably don't need as many. But I think it. Who they. Knows? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, 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 don't, I, I watch YouTube videos and do what they tell me to and hope it works. But <laughs> it's uh, they they'll like as soon as I publish a podcast, if it has certain tags in it, you'll get all these bot accounts like dm me for a shout out or like whatever yeah. and they're it immediately promoted on inst- this military yeah page. yeah instantly commenting on it and and then i'll or i'll get some bots that like they like like 20 of my old posts and then follow me yeah and i'm yeah. like what well, i don't understand the point or how it even works so i know that some of my some of my following is stuff like that and i'm just like i don't yeah a, a lot of my it. following is stuff like that just because they were coming in so fast there was no way for me yeah. to get rid of them and basically i asked meta and they were like there's really nothing we can do either and i was like really excellent i love it what's the point like i don't understand the bots like you gain a bunch of followers and then what do they gain like i have I no know. idea I've never, right. i, I would like, love someone to explain that to me i would I've, me too if anybody right? in the audience <laughs> yeah I'm just like, someone I wants understand. to let me know yeah. Somebody one of my CT laid off from a tech company. One of, one of my CT homies will probably DM me and tell me about it. Uh, Cause every time uh, I mention good. tech Let stuff, me know. yeah, every time I mention tech stuff, I'll get like a Reddit DM and they'll be, they'll, it'll be like an explanation. And they'll be like, oh, this Perfect. is why like, See, like TikTok, and- they'll be like, this is why you shouldn't download TikTok. <laughs> oh man but, i can't you know, wait for the cts to just like pop yeah on. <laughs> don't worry i'm mill mama on the run on reddit too so y'all can just y'all can yeah. just tag me in the bad. um and so, but but you kind of hit on it which is like um i found very quickly that if you go to where people are mm-hmm. that's where you find community that sounds really dumb yeah. and really obvious but um we see a lot of leaders, uh, especially senior leaders, using a lot of traditional mm-hmm. ways of trying to reach sailors, right? Like we just right. had a, a 60 minutes uh, piece, had the CNO on it. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. I, everyone no should Google 60 it. Minutes. Like, uh, <laughs> I have met like three people in the Navy who even knew yep. that 60 minutes was talking about us because it's just, right. you know, it's just not. Not it's 60 minutes. It's like it's 60 yeah. minutes. My grandma used to watch 60 minutes. Right, right. Um. My dad probably still watches 60 Minutes, but, you know, yeah. he's old. Love you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and they, you know, so we see stuff, we see stuff in print, you know, stuff will come mm. out in the New York Times or what, but like, how many of us have the New York Times? And so right. when I started making this and it started resonating with people and then they would reach out and I was mm. like, oh, this is a channel where I can keep doing the things that made me want to become an officer, which is like, mm-hmm. I want to help people. I want to mentor people. I want to be yeah. a voice for people. Um, I loved being an instructor because it was like, I can yeah. make meaning out of all the things that I had <laughs> struggled with. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It was like, I can make meaning out of those. And I was like, Oh, I can just keep doing that. And if I just mm-hmm. do it into my iPhone camera, um, yeah. it'll help people. Uh, and yeah. it sort of spiraled out of control from there. Um, about a <laughs> about a year into it, um, 
they we founded the Navy Digital Ambassadors. So that's a, mm-hmm. a program under Chinfo. There's I've never heard of that before. Five, I know it's because we're new and we're like yeah. undercover trying to figure ourselves Navy out. Navy Digital uh, but, Ambassadors. Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing yeah. it down. Uh, and um, there's like five or six of us. I'd have to mm-hmm. go back and look at the group chat. And yeah, they want us to just tell our stories. They want to support yeah. us telling our stories and they want us to, you know, leverage social media and working mm-hmm. with other people to spread the message of like the unfiltered, right? Like not the 60 minutes, not the good lighting professionally, Damn, whatever. Chinfo. Like. I've been doing this for seven years. I was on active we'll duty. Send, what the we'll hell? Send, <laughs> I'll, I'll send, I'll send our director a message. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like that. I've been out here in the, in the cold. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see, you gotta, you gotta yeah. be where they're looking. That's uh, the trick. Yeah. I um, guess. And uh, I got lucky because when they were looking to, to found the program, the person who works at Chinfo, who was interested Ooh. in it, um, happened to follow me. And mm. put my Instagram in front of Chinfo, which is always really stressful because you're like, wow, I really stood by everything I said right up until uh, people with stars on their collar got involved. Right? Like, oh, yeah, God. yeah. Um, and they thought it was great. They were like, oh, so. That's awesome. You, and for me, the great part about it is I do get to be critical it, yep. as long as it's constructive. I get to be exactly yeah. who I am as an officer, which is like I call it like I see it. They mm. don't control my content. They don't. Tell That's me awesome. what I'm supposed to speak on. They that just, is the move. Yeah. Like that is right? the only way to do it. Like, cause we had big yeah. talks early on about like, look, if you, if you start puppeting me one, mm-hmm. I'm not going to participate. Right. But two social media is bloodhounds for in on mm-hmm. inauthenticity. Right. Right. They, they will know, uh, they will be upset. Yes. Um, the E4 Mafia will come for you. <laughs> which is not not yeah. a group anyone wants against them. Mm-mm. And and so, you know, I get to tell my real stories, not all of which are incredibly flattering. Right. Um, but I do get to do it because they trust me to do it in a way that's like, look, these things happened. We can mm. grow. We can build. Here's how we improve. Here's how we learn. Because there's that positive and constructive element. They're like, OK, there's value here. You know, we'll give you the yeah. we'll give you the Omni Domni. Uh, and um, so that's been really fun and really interesting. Um, opened up some some cool opportunities um, and hopefully some more soon. So yeah. we're looking to expand that. We're, we're interested. Um, I think we recently got a complaint to Congress where they're like, why are you using social media as oh, part of your it's... like comms strategy? OK. I thought you were gonna um, say TikTok because they're like they're talking about banning it and all that crap. Yeah. Like, well, and so for, you know. Yeah. Reasons. So officially endorsed accounts can't be on TikTok. We can't use any government resources for TikTok. Mm. So my TikTok is, you know, supposedly less monitored um, and mm. much more. Uh, I would say it's it's a little more raw. It's a little more Alexis okay. and a little less Lieutenant Travis. Um, right. In a good way, I hope. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's an interesting space, and my mm-hmm. overwhelming feeling has been: if that's where the sailors are, then right. leadership should be there. I'm having um, more and more trouble not doing that, just because it's where they, like 
I don't like it any more than anyone else, like all the negative stuff people talk about, but also that's where they all are, man. And it's like the whole, if this is what I'm doing, I feel like I, I like, I have to do it, but I there's like, I think there's ways to do it that are less risky, less invasive, less whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't follow any of those rules because I'm whatever the opposite (laughs) of a CT is. Apparently it's a supply (laughs) officer. It's like technically illiterate and like, just yeah, guessing yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know i i think there's there's important work both and and that comes from like the content i'm producing i think it's important mm-hmm. that sailors see a lieutenant talking about this honestly yeah right like or sailors hear some of like my leadership messages i did a whole thing on like how to read the precepts and like mm-hmm. how to provide inputs that will actually like help you get advanced in the navy and the number of people who were like wow no one has ever taught me that yeah slept yeah my boot camp or whatever my like, most listened to podcasts and most watched youtube videos are chief board stuff like how to see? how to audit your record um like yep. submit your package how the board evaluates you all that all that like like dispelling the mist and the mystery surrounding like yep. all that kind of yeah. stuff so yeah it's it's and people want to the people we want to stay in the military want to learn those things they just don't always have you know the quality of of leadership the amount of time your leadership has right like the bandwidth they have varies Mm -hmm. um and if we can produce content and it stays on the internet forever yeah um then then we can help people and it also comes from from a monitoring standpoint so um pretty early on in my time on TikTok, um, mm. a Navy recruiter posted a video that implied some relatively sexist and sexually explicit things mm. um, and had a couple of videos that if it was my sailor and they were making that joke yeah. in the office, I probably, mm. mm. and <laughs> I ended up because I was like considered like, you know, the, the Lieutenant on, you know, the, the Navy LT on, on social media at the time. Um, mm-hmm. or like a trusted agent, I got tagged in a bunch of it and I responded yeah. and I was just like, you know, went into LT mode where I was just like, Hey, if you could reach out, I mm-hmm. have some feedback. Yeah. Uh, and they, d- they decided to block me and, <laughs> you know, go rogue, which is always great. I, I'm always curious when people do that. Like, do you not think I have a husband who also has TikTok? Like, do you not yeah. think I have friends like, who will send me will screenshots? Like, like, I could spin up another account and just follow you in five in two minutes. Seconds. So it's like. What do you gain there? And and again, and this is where, you know, maybe the CTs are onto something or maybe people just need to be smarter about what they put on the Internet. Like he had enough information on his TikTok page that I found his command. I found his CMC. Of course I did. Like, of course you did. (laughs) I didn't didn't even have to, like, put in a CAC and start Mm -hmm. searching global. Like, I literally was just like, watch this, watch this. Oh, Navy recruiting district, blah, like Google, pick up the phone. yeah. And within a couple of hours, I left a message for his CMC. Yeah. Where I just, you know, explained. And it kind of ended up in this like weird my command got involved, his command got involved. Uh, and he took most of the offensive video, all okay. of the offensive videos down. I think he's still on TikTok. I don't mm. check because genuinely I do not care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think people think like, I'm going to like stalk them or something. Yeah. You're not the internet police. Like, (laughs) no, but it's like, but you know, if it comes to my attention, uh, Mm -hmm. and that's part of the reason we need leaders in that space is like, there's always going to be people who either make mistakes or bad faith actors or whatever. And like, 
you need someone around to be like, that's not a good choice. Let's try a different yeah. choice. Um, do you do you get people reaching out a lot with um, like maybe like maybe they're like you could say chop or divo or department head or any fe strong female leadership figure in their orbit like they don't have a person to go to so that they're like hey can i get some advice on blah like do you get a lot of that kind of interaction i do um probably more more than i can respond to most of the time especially right now in grad school yeah. um i've also got two toddlers so yeah i'm a little saturated <laughs> Um, but I do my best to respond, especially if people email me, cause it's like way easier mm -hmm. for me to like sort through emails than sort through DMs. Yeah. Um, right. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I'd say I, I get a couple of people a week. Um, and I have, you know, at this point, probably six or seven people that I mentor on like a pretty regular basis yeah. who originally found me through this. Um, you know, there's like a, uh, Yale is hosting some big leadership conference this week, um, mm. that I should probably know more about because it's got like a retired <laughs> sec nav coming but uh, okay. uh but it's like our first week of classes so whatever um yeah but there's <laughs> a midshipman coming on. up to yeah to attend and her mentor like at her ROTC unit reached out and was just like hey she you know she follows you a lot of us you know like the content you're putting out would you mind like sitting down and just chatting with her and it's like mm. of course like yeah. i because i i think people sometimes worry that if you're critical it means that you dislike it and it's yeah. like no actually i love it enough that i'm willing to be right. critical because i believe it could be better right um and also if i think you're cool i want to pitch it to you because i want more cool people to work with me i want mm -hmm. fewer you know fewer people who suck and more people who are awesome so <laughs> and it's yeah, not just no, you know it's not just women or supply officers like it's a lot of right, people right. reach out yeah no yeah. that's what yeah christina has the same same thing where and i don't know if we recorded that part but yeah like she uh her tiktok thing it's the same thing say and a lot of, she's a reservist too so there's hmm. it seems like there's a big gap in like reservists ability to like interact with leaders that can teach them the things they need to know so they just like have yeah. all these questions and there's not a lot of resources so she gets a ton of those um yeah, but yeah that's like that's been the funnest part of this, but it, yeah, it's gotten to a point where like sometimes I'm and, and I'm retired now, so it's a little easier to keep up, but like, yeah, I get like, like emails and DMS and just like, here's like my thousand word essay on what's going on and, <laughs> and can you help me? And it's like, I'm like the, I'm going to run myself into the ground one day, like where I just, I can't not help like, and I feel like I'm trying to be the whole Navy's chief and it's like. <laughs> i'm drowning yeah. but yeah well and and i mean you talked a little bit we might not have been recording it either but like about mental health and i know your mm. one of your previous podcasts was on that and that's such a big one for me is um so i also have diagnosed uh, depression and anxiety and mm. so for me one of the ways that that manifests is like when i get overwhelmed the mm. idea of responding to like text messages yeah. and like dms yeah. and stuff becomes overwhelming yeah. And I'm really lucky. I have a husband who is like geared up at all times to tell me like, mm -hmm. it's not that important. Like yeah. you got to let it go. You can't answer yep. all of them early in the game. Right. I was like, oh, I'm never going to miss a message. Yep. And, then, and like that's yeah. <laughs> Ditto. I thought, I thought I was a superhero for a long time. And then Everybody I, but he does. Yeah. Yeah. Do, like, right at like, so right at like 18 and a half, probably 19 years. Yeah. It was like 19 years. Uh, I was on my last shore duty, which I thought was just a short, I was planning on going to be a cob and all this stuff. And, 
uh, that's when I was diagnosed with cancer. And then that pulled a pin on this like anxiety, insomnia, depression, grenade, and like, uh, of just everything for my whole career. And then, so I started therapy, got to a really good place. And then I, I very vividly remember this day that felt like a milestone. And that same day, my brother and two nieces were killed. And so then I was just a dumpster fire again. And so it's just like, yeah, like the, it keeps breaking. Yeah. And, and, that was what it was like it was like I just I couldn't function for a while and then once I got off limb doing everything and and uh I well I made the decision to retire at that point because I'm just like the wheels are falling off the wagon that's when I realized (laughs) I was mortal when I got cancer and then like I can't be everything to everybody all the time when I like went through all the mental health stuff um and I mean I'm still going through it I'm still on medication like I'm I'm seeking out therapy again because I stopped when I retired thinking it would be a good idea and like my therapist did too but like yeah going off meds and stopping therapy and transitioning out of the military and trying to start college full-time was not the move yeah Um, too many transitions all at once yeah yeah. for sure you gotta you gotta spread them out but it's like I forgot I wasn't 10 feet tall and bulletproof again and like then you know I tried to do way too much and um but yeah that's how it was for me too that's for me it's so funny because that's like the double-edged sword of like the meds and the therapy is they get me to this like really good spot and yeah um (laughs) i i it's so embarrassing like i'm a a, superhero again (laughs) yeah i have a sticky note that i keep uh by my meds that says like if you think you don't need your meds that's the meds working yeah which is like I, I think i saw it i think i saw it on tiktok i think it might have been like elise myers or someone who said something like that and it was like that is the reminder i need because some days i'm like no i feel yep. good i should just totally skip this mm-hmm. and then i'm like mm-hmm. yep i yeah i should Bye. probably do that because i'm an idiot but also like i think i think the the me stopping was such a dumpster fire that like i just i never ever want to f- do that again like yeah but I, and there's a part of me that's like i don't want to be on these meds for the rest of my life but it's like also if i have to be like i it's a lot better than how i how i felt and and yeah like the way that i was functioning like that le- that level of and just like i don't know like the, per- the way I perceive the world, the way I interact with everybody, the way, I mean, my wife wants to stab me. So it's just like, I can't like, I mean, she doesn't want to say she feels bad, but it's like, eventually it starts grinding and yeah, and, you know, I don't know, but yeah, no, I, I, mean, I don't and I th- think I'll do it, but like, <laughs> I probably should. I, like, I think that's like so, so much of the debate, you know, when we talk about like, oh, the mental health stigma, which like in and of itself yeah. is like a thousand different things. I'll just yeah lumped under one umbrella and 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 people get that where it's like i don't want to be on these meds for the rest of my life and it's like right i one thing i always try to like talk to people about is so my problem my my mental health problems started um as a postpartum uh issue Mm -hmm. and so i had really bad postpartum anxiety and depression with my Mm -hmm. first kid and then i was treated when I had my second kid, I was like on meds, I was in therapy, we're really proactive yeah. about it. And I try to explain to people like night and day how different mm. my experience, like having a newborn is stressful. There's nothing mm. you can do to make having a newborn not a stressful experience, yeah. physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally, the whole thing. But my ability to like be present, to function, to let the little things go, all mm. of that, night and day difference. Yeah. And 
So for me, it's like, do I want to eventually get off meds? Absolutely. Mm. But not at the expense of right. that. And so it's like, I use this time to try and build the tools and the social support mm. and, you yeah. know, the habits and I don't know, all of those other things, going out in the sunshine, whatever it is mm. that's supposed to fix my mental health. Um, <laughs> so that hopefully I'm propped up enough to eventually yeah. remove the prop that is the drugs. But right. for now... That is yep. not it because yep. yeah, no, I not, catastrophically <laughs> catastrophically failed to prop anything up. And then I'm like, I'm good. And then, yeah, that so that was a big part of it for me is like building like a support structure, or like a community, because yeah. like I didn't realize the hit I was going to take when I retired, even though like I was happy to be done and happy to not have to do all the things anymore. It's like even the people that like you don't like or like you don't want to hang out with that you are yeah. your coworkers. It's like all of those interactions aggregate into this community like mm -hmm. function in your life. And then it, when that goes away, it's like, it just punches this huge hole in you. And it's like, I didn't know, I didn't know that was coming. I didn't know that um, it was going to be such a big deal. And I did not build any kind of structure. Like there's no, cause I was like, I was like, I don't want to hang out with everybody from work. I just don't. So like, but I also wasn't like developing friends outside of work either. So like, I remember when they were re-upping my security clearance, the investigator had to go talk to my oh, wife and he, yeah, he goes, he asks her like, so like who are uh, his closest friends? And she gives him, gives him this list. Um, and they're all over the country. Like none of them live here. Right. So, yeah. Sorry. My chair keeps sinking down. Um, it's trying to tell me something. Uh, and then she, she, he's like, okay, well like, but like, who are who are his like closest friends like in Wa in the state I live in in Washington? Um, and she goes, me? Like, <laughs> like I'm like, she's like he doesn't really have any local friends. Like, I just I've got acquaintances and like work people. Yeah. But then then when I retired, I didn't even have work people. And so yeah. yeah, I punched this enormous hole in like. So then I was just like at home all the time, just like isolating, and then you know, that goes where it goes. And yeah, yep. I was, and I did not build a scaffolding at all. Such a big, such a big thing in the mental health, in, in all communities, really, especially mm. with the transition taps class does not prepare you for, yeah. you know, being, <laughs> being ripped away from, from, you know, there's like, there's this, people think about the structure of the military and they're like, Oh, reporting at 6am in your uniform. Mm. And you're like, sure. I guess that's yeah. some structure. Most of us ignore that structure. Right. Um, <laughs> But the structure of like having to interact with people and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's even been a hard transition just to graduate school because we yeah. don't really have like mandatory fun. I don't have like a division. Right. that's like or like a wardroom that we all eat together. Yeah. So I pretty much hang out with my husband. Um, do you have which we, like which uh, I like, but <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do too. My wife's my best friend. Like I, Same. I love spending time with her. Um, but do you have like, so like when I started, I retired and then I started school um, and it was undergraduate because I wanted to do psychology, which was totally different from what I did before. And I just felt like an alien, not just because I'm the old guy in the room, but like it, I just none of the people were like I didn't recognize any of them. You know what I mean? Like I didn't feel at home there. And then I remember uh it was like three days in i was just every time i would go to class i'd just be like exploring campus kind of checking out where stuff mm -hmm. is and i went up to the veterans well, student veterans office or whatever 
And as soon as I walked in, there's this army vet kid there. He's probably mid twenties, late twenties. And I like, I don't know this kid. I don't even, I don't even remember his name, but like I immediately recognized him and I was like, you're my people. Like, I know, I know, I know what that is. Like, yeah. And I, do you have that like feeling or like, do you struggle with that? Um, that not like that kind of stuff, not being there or are there mechanisms that kind of address that? Um, so at my school, they like really pride themselves on everybody being really diverse so everybody's a fish out of water to some extent. We have okay. like a lot of international students, you know, like we have people who are straight out of undergrad. We have people like me who worked for a long time first. I mean, it's really mm. diverse. And so okay. if everyone's different, then no one is too different. Right. Um, <laughs> apparently, unless you're a mom, me being a mom has really put me on the outside of a lot of stuff just because okay. like they're like, let's go get drinks at six. And I'm like, well, oh, yeah. bath time. I can't. You want drink, some, to, you want drink yeah. some bath water? Um <laughs> And they're like, oh, we should go to this thing at 1 a.m. And I'm like, cool. I have to be up like four hours after that. So mm-hmm. I have kids um, I gotta get to wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Babysitters are expensive. The whole lot. Yeah. Um, and so basic. But it's to exactly what you said, which is like all of the people I would consider friends uh, in mm-hmm. my in my class. They're all from the vet club because it's I don't yeah. have to explain things. I don't have yep. to like. And I mean, I have acquaintances, um, mm. you know, other parents, people in my cohort who are just nice people. Um, yeah. I'm super introverted. I like I mm. I like to sit at home with my husband. Um, That's how 20, I am. People. people 2020 was a like, great year for me. <laughs> people look at me like I'm stupid when I say that. Like, I'm really wow. like I, I'll tell them like I'm an introvert. I'll tell them I don't like conflict, which for people that have ever worked with me as a chief in the Navy are just like, Sh- you're shut up. Like, you're lying. Because I was like. I'm loud. I'm vocal. I'm not afraid to chin check someone, but I built all that over time because I just saw yeah. that it was necessary to take care of my people. It's like, I don't, I hate conflict, but I won't shy away from it if it's necessary to get the job done. But I, that was a developed skill over a long period of time. And yeah, so yeah but if you give me a choice, <laughs> sweatpants, dark room, video games, leave me alone. Like, <laughs> right. So good. <laughs> Um, and, and same. And so like my, my kind of ongoing joke about is like, I keep getting adopted by like an extrovert who's like, Oh, this person seems nice and also lonely. Um, I should, and (laughs) I've got a couple of those who will like seek me out and send me a message and be like, there's a hockey game. You should come to the hockey game. And it's like, come with us. Okay. Um, which is how I met all my best friends. So it's really working for me. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I have and now and, and that's about it. Oh, nice. There's a nice. bunch of veterans there. Um, none of them. Well, not none of them. There's, there's a handful of active duty kids too, like because I'm pretty close to the sub base still. Mm. Um, so there's some kids on active duty, and that's kind of fun because I still get to kind of like, like I'm like the cool chief uncle, so they can come like tell me things they wouldn't tell their actual chief, <laughs> and I can yeah. give them like the unadulterated truth, like feedback right? about how I feel and stuff. Um, and then there's like some Marine vets, army vets, stuff like that. So they're very like, that's like my safe space. That's like where I go. Yeah. And it's like physical well, and mental like, health of just doing something hard to like the, the jujitsu yeah. part of it. But then like just being around those people is that's like the thing that does it for me, I think. Well, and I mean, it's, it's like exactly what you were saying with the, the fun uncle, like you're not there, you're <laughs> a chief, but you're not their chief. Um, yeah, yeah. that's, that's a lot of like that same safe space that I get out of social media, which is like mm. people reach out to me cause I'm a Lieutenant, but I'm not yeah. their Lieutenant. Their lieutenant. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so 
I, I get one of the things I get a lot is people who are looking to switch communities, um, mm. you know, and they, you know, they're afraid or they're looking to get yeah. out and they're like, you know, there's yeah. this big stigma against telling yeah. your leadership that you want anything except to be CNO and Nick Pond. <laughs> and I can tell, you know, I, I hate that. because I, I know me too so much. Yeah. I make videos about that, like specifically mm. just trying to break that down because I hate it so mm. much. I hate it from the leadership yeah. perspective because Mm. I can't be a good leader to you if you're like afraid to tell me what you really want. Right. And I hate it well, from like the pressure I feel, which is like, yeah. <laughs> like, I wish I could just be honest with you, but I'm, a I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Yeah. And well, the irony too is like, I have found that as a chief, like when people are, I'll say like, what do you want to do? Do you, are you trying to do a career? Are you trying to do something different? Are you trying to, um, like get out and go do whatever and and whatever they tell me it's like okay what do we got to do to get you there and and the irony is if you do that and you just support them and meet their needs you're gonna have higher retention like yeah. shocking like like take care of their human needs and oh my god they want to stick around because you're taking care of them because like like kids that like they, they say oh i want to be a police officer i just i'm here for the college money or whatever okay what do we got to do to get you there? like what do you need to do in the next four five years to prepare yourself to transition out of the Navy to be a police officer. And, and yeah. can, can we get you a associate's degree in criminal justice before you get out? Can we, uh, you know, like, I don't know, do, we'll do the research on like how you apply and what you have to do so that you're, you're doing it. And you're, there's not this big gap between you separating and becoming a police officer. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and I like, I was a career counselor on, uh, my first chief tour was on Jimmy Carter. And I, uh, I had a couple of kids that wanted to be CTs. Yeah. Now I'm fancy fancy pants i raised oh jamie carter um i was just the cook chief it was not it, was, uh, it wasn't that cool i mean it was cool but uh the i had two cooks that they were like we're gonna get out because we don't want to be cooks and i'm like well what do you want to be and they're like we want to be cts but they said we can't cross right and i was like well uh luckily your chief's the command career counselor and you can cross right and I just did the research, got the community like uh, information and then found the score program. It's and I don't know if it's still real, but it was then this was like 2011, 2012, probably. Um, oh, it's probably dead by now. Yeah, probably. Really short yeah, but, lifespan. <laughs> Maybe it was, but it's this program in the Milpers manually. Even my Cobb, who was on his third Cobb tour, was like uh, and I love him. He's my mentor to this day. He pinned my master sheet makers on me. I'm not like dumping on him or anything, but he thought the program was dead at the time. He's like, that's not real. That's that's an old program. I'm like, well, it's <laughs> in the Milpers man that's current and I'm going to apply for it. And the worst thing they can do is say no. And everybody just kept telling the two cooks and like the previous career counselors just like they're they're never going to let you leave submarines. And uh, turns out they need CTs, too. So I could I uh, score reenlisted. Hmm. Uh, so it's like selective conversion reenlistment whatever i don't know so they some fancy acronym it's an incentive to reenlist but they get to convert uh to a different rate and they're both second classes converted to different flavors of ct and now they're both chiefs and so it's like they were going to get out of the navy and so it's like if you do that stuff you get you get like you take care of them and the navy has way more value than they ever would have got out of them if we were just like no you can't you got to be a right forever because they're like, already they're like, indoctrinated right they've already done boot camp they've already yeah. they're a known quantity at that point like they know right. how to show up right they know well, how a big to one was the, the security clearances like on carter Hugely everybody's expensive. got a tsscii security clearance so it's like not only the expense of getting it but the just the eligibility yeah i know yeah, yeah. It's good. <laughs> like, but it's like yeah it's like the it's just being eligible to get it at all like there's a lot of people yeah 
because of credit or a criminal record or whatever can't even get that clearance like they might yeah. be able to join the military but they can't get the clearance to be a ct so it was I'm super yeah, bitter was about tssci's just we're yeah. heading we're heading down a dark path for me because <laughs> i i was like Why? in the so i joined the subforce when they were like super backed up um okay. getting everybody's tssci's and so mm. i got approved for my tssci the day that i detached from my submarine did my entire tour with <laughs> like an say, interim yeah you have and to have one because of the parts that are that and whatever. yeah yeah, yeah like as yeah. the sub i'm like out there mm -hmm. just like handling classified parts and all i right have and kind I, of, I was I, like yeah. on, on carter it was like um the all the supply officers they were read into like every single super secret squirrel thing because they have to right? order the parts for the super secret squirrel thing so yeah the fancy stuff that's one of my students yeah. uh yeah and like it's all i had was like a piece of paper from my co that was like nah she's good <laughs> she's, uh, she's cool <laughs> but they they approved it the last day and then i guess like once it's all approved the navy has Ooh. to write some final check to actually like get the information and put yeah. it in your record and the navy was like well technically oh, she's she not attached to a anymore. submarine anymore so she doesn't <laughs> need it uh, so in my sucks. record it says like investigation complete and then it just says but she still has a secret and it's like uh, i did all of this work for that that's oh. uh, well they already <clears throat> they already paid all the money for the investigation i don't know why they didn't just finish it just give it to me i know really <clears throat> sad uh yeah, but ridiculous. it would have expired by the time i'm gonna get out anyway but um True. And so, yeah, I, we, we were talking about it a little bit before, which is like so many of the things that all, all of the like, not little complaints, but if you pile up all of the complaints that you see on places like Reddit yeah. and you, you look for like the one common thread, Ooh. so much of it comes down to willing, passionate and informed leadership mm -hmm. and like one of the big things I push is, you know, never take a no from the person who can't say yes. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you were saying, like, I kept get, getting told, no, 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 yeah. this program's outdated, yeah. this program's whatever. And it's like, look, if you're not the person who can actually sign mm -hmm. the score reenlistment, um, your no actually doesn't mean that much to me. Yeah, exactly. Man, you're <laughs> the same person. It's like we're, we're, I'm, I am a woman on the Internet because we're the same person. Like, there you go. There you go. Like, <laughs> we should have seen. I <laughs> at one point needed a better, better cook chief. So you should have signed you up. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I don't want to go to Kings Bay. Um, <laughs> nobody wants to go to Kings Bay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to go to Kings Bay. Yeah. The mafia wants to go to Kings Bay. Uh, That's fine. They just want to stay there. Like stay once there, there forever. They just, yeah. They just ruminate. Um, but yeah and so it's that's so it's so important to me because like what you're talking about was like you kept fighting for your sailor and you kept going and you kept going and it's like man your sailors are so lucky because not only did you actually care enough to do that which like as an entering argument already gets a bunch of officers like and and chiefs and and other leaders like right out the door like they just aren't interested yeah. but then to have the persistence and to just have Ooh. the mental bandwidth like how many times in your career did you get told do more with less do more with less do more with less mm -hmm. and it's like all right well eventually my bandwidth is going to be as small as it yeah. can get and you just you can't and, just keep yeah. throwing stuff at me and that that was that's always the hardest thing and to go back to like the dms where it's like i want to help everybody yep. all the time yeah yep. i will absolutely crumble under that <laughs> 
And yeah. so and I did like that's that's what did it largely, <laughs> I think, is, oh, no. is I, I redlined for as long as I possibly could being that guy. And yeah. I don't regret it. But at the same time, it's like it, like we were talking about that 20 percent increase in leadership competence. It's like if if everybody was competent. I wouldn't have to do that. And that's what killed me is like the vast majority of the stories that I tell on the podcast are me helping like not my sailor, even though it is like I I view them all as mine. It's like sailors outside of my division and department. It's like I was the like the ship's chief and they would kind of joke on my last submarine that I was like the cob, even though I wasn't (sighs) because they would come to me and it's just and and it got to the point where, I mean, I was signing the plan of the day. I could sign everything the cop could sign in CTQS. Like, cause he just was like, Oh, you want to do my job for me? Here you go. Like, right. I'll take the paycheck. You take the work. Sounds great. Yeah. And that's exactly how the relationship (laughs) worked. And it was, I mean, I wrote that man's email. So you had my cop too. Cool. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's going to hear this and he's going to like find me and murder me. That's Uh, fine. Fight me. I'm retired. And we had other beef. It's fine. (laughs) um but uh no and and you're exactly right which is like i don't know how many officers and chiefs we have in the navy but Mm. if we had a 20 percent increase in all of those people yeah we'd be set but we can't increase it by 20 percent. but we could make most of the people that are out there 20 percent better at their job and yeah i don't think for the most part i don't think it's a willingness problem i think it's a resource problem where you know we're not we're not teaching effective things with like modern research in ways that help mm. leaders be really impactful. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's probably it's like a prioritization problem is the way that I look at it is like the military just they think like leadership is this like tertiary function that it's like a thing we sort of have to worry about, but not really. And that the prime directive is like technical and institutional expertise. And it's like, that's not real. Like, it's just not. And the reason like, cause, cause, and I'm, I'm writing this US and I essay cause it's a long story, but people have been trying to get me to do it forever. I'm trying to like do the essay contest thing. Heck um, yeah. But uh, yeah. years ago, I did not. Win, so best nah, I'm probably not going to win either, but it's worth a shot. Um, and, uh, it's they they think that those things are the most important but every time we have like a like if you're not qualified if you're delinquent if you're if you have issues with credit if you have issues outside of work if you can't show up on time like any of the things that go into that would fall under the leadership umbrella but we like to call technical expertise or institutional expertise or whatever it's like it's always a leadership failure but we spend mm-hmm. zero time and resources effectively like on or any meaningful time and resources on developing and educating people as leaders. And then we wonder why it all fails. We wonder why like there's this huge divide between the chief's mess and, and junior enlisted and between the war German junior enlisted and all the other groups. Right. It's like, of course there is like, of course there is. And, and what is even worse is most of the people wearing khakis to work have a really warped and like, analysis of their own leadership competence because their bad behavior has been validated by promotions and awards over a long period of time. So it's like they get to the senior enlisted Academy where they're getting accredited, like really robust leadership development and education. And 70% of the audience is tuned out because I already know what I'm doing. 
I'm just here for the check mm. in the box in case they ever yeah. make this mandatory to make Master Chief. And it's like, and it's really good. Like I went as a chief, I was eligible for senior chief. I made it probably the next year. Um, but I, I loved it, but it's, it, if you, if we were doing leadership development and education correctly, it wouldn't be the senior enlisted Academy. It'd be like the new chief Academy. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the stuff they're teaching should be taught to every single, uh, new chief, like within the first, like two years of putting on anchors, they should be going to the senior enlisted Academy. And then there should be like more advanced stuff for the, the other people. And it's like, and you don't even have the throughput to get every chief in the Navy through the senior enlisted academy. So it's just like, I yeah, know. which know, goes back like, to your resourcing, which is like, yeah, yeah, we put, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't be technical experts, right? Obviously I right. worked at the schoolhouse where right. like our main focus was teaching the yeah. lingo and the rules and Same. whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I think we're starting to recognize the importance like the long-term investment there mm-hmm. of, yeah, it's expensive to put everyone through real up-to-date, you know, right. training on how to be a really good leader. But you know, what's more expensive than that? A retention crisis. Crashing a ship into a super tanker. <laughs> Crashing um, a ship like, is more uh, expensive than that. Consistently um, losing human beings to suicide. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Rampant All- acute mental health issues. And, and, you know, ramp, not ramp. Well, I'm not going to comment on the rampantness or not of, you know, (laughs) sexual misbehavior and criminal behavior. And we can't, it's, it's unrealistic for us to be like, if we had perfect leaders, none of this would exist in the Navy. But it's costly. The way we're running it right now is costly. Mm -hmm. And if there was a way to do like the big fancy MBA cost benefit analysis yeah, of like yeah. this is how much it would cost to make the leaders better and this is how much it's costing us right, right now I think people would be surprised about the benefit yeah and and, and also the, I wish they could do a similar analysis of how much less efficient we are as a fighting force based on manning and like retention and recruitment issues that we're having. Cause it's yeah. like how many, how many submarines were going to see undermanned before we were offering six figure enlistment bonuses to be fogging a mirror, you know, like, I, I mean, it's, it's insane. I, different life choices. I can't even imagine. I can't I even know. imagine going to see on a submarine right now. Cause like they, I mean, they got to have port starboard watch standards in every department. Oh, like it's insanity. And I get, and, and you're, you're getting so close to something that just like, ugh, if we get on it, it's going to light a fire. Let's do it. Me, it. Let's do We're, it. Oh no. <laughs> Tell me like, what ledge I got to so push you over. <laughs> we, we, we go for, so I, like I said, I'm, I'm looking a lot at behavioral economics and organizational Ooh. behavior in my schooling. That is something that I find the research on very interesting. Mm-hmm. And the, the military has long solved personnel problems with money. We yeah. throw the enlistment bonus. We throw the, mm-hmm. you know, the selective, re- whatever, uh, SLRB. We throw the department head bonus. We throw the uh, initial, whatever, like the $100,000. Yeah. Incentive and pay. I'm not, I forget. I'm not saying that incentive yeah. pays are bad. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, that when you're doing the math of stay in or get out, that mm-hmm. tossing a $30,000 check onto the stay inside of the equation isn't yeah. worthwhile. But there's like really good research out there that using money as a primary motivator for that is actually mm-hmm. really damaging yeah. to all of the internal motivators that might 
keep people around um that and and that we know that that includes the military because there was a huge longitudinal study that i think went over like 10 or 11 years using west point cadets Mm -hmm. where they talked to them about like why they went to west point and then why are they Mm -hmm. officers and then they looked at retention rates over time um and surprise surprise like the more money got mentioned Mm -hmm. the less time they stayed yeah and there are some other you know things going on there but when we throw these if we are throwing money at people to join or to stay mm-hmm. without fixing the reasons that they want to leave or that they're afraid yeah. to join yeah all we're doing is like uh, we're feeding something that's our that's you know that's dying we're we're giving yeah. water to yeah. the dying horse which is like maybe a nice thing to do but it's not going to keep it from dying right well, um, yeah. And I'm not saying that, you know, the Navy's dying. That's dramatic. I but... mean, it's withering. <laughs> no. like, it's I hope having not. an existential crisis right through, now. <laughs> halfway through my career, don't die yet. No, yeah. no. Because, I, and for me, a lot of it goes back to like, there's a fundamental misunderstanding of what we do and what our day-to-day life is like. And if people mm. understood that more, I think they'd be less afraid of joining the Navy. And yeah. then if we took better care of the people who are in the Navy... Well, they would want to stay and you you know who's the yeah. best recruiter a happy sailor is a great yeah recruiter. happy even a happy veteran a happy that veteran. like separates yeah. a happy veteran's a great great recruiter right. and we so often send our our separating sailors into civilian life just salty bitter jaded humans that are just like don't do it like i mean go read reddit right. just for 5 minutes Ugh. and you'll see it but but also yeah. like the the um the it, just a, a good like anecdotal case study is naval nuclear power like the bonuses have been 50k or above since i joined the navy 20 plus years ago and it's like so clearly it's not working because those kids are are almost universally miserable and the bonuses just keep going up and up and up and up to try to recruit people and retain people and it's yep. just like i clearly something's not working here like there's there's very obviously extremely negative things about that pipeline and life cycle as a, as a sailor in that community that need to be addressed and fixed. And I mean, look no further than the reactors critical page for like any of the commentary. I mean, like I'm always like, take the pulse of the Navy. Like if you want to do that, just go look at all the meme pages, go to Reddit, you know, like, right. Exactly. Like if you want to really know what the E4 mafia thinks, you, you just hit up Reddit, check, see what's, see what's trending. Um, and I, and I think people, the, the go-to phrase in communities like that has been like, well, it's just, it's the way it is. Like the, the job is hard. The work is, and it'll all, yeah, it'll always be hard, but it's, it'll always be hard. It doesn't have to suck all the time. And people are super good at getting through sucky situations. Like humans Mm. on the whole, really good at getting through sucky situations. If their motivations are actually in line and they're appreciated and their yeah. expectations are managed. Yep. And and I got into a big thing a while back about, you know, cuz people get really weird about military influencers and whatever and it's like mm. I think it's important that we tell the real stories because if someone yeah. knows when they're coming in that sea duty is hard. Yeah. That the days are long and mm. that seasickness is a real thing <laughs> and that, you know, that you're going to get yelled at probably a good number of times for 
several things that are not your fault. And if you yeah. if you can tell them all of that really honestly, and then you can be like, but it's kind of fun and you make yeah. really good friends and the memories are really cool and you get cool opportunities and the benefits are cool where, you know, like right. I can take my kids to the doctor whenever I want. That's really cool right now. Yeah. Um, they're toddlers. They're gross. They're sick all the time. <laughs> um, and uh, I think if you're honest with people about that and they come in with like, this is going to be hard, but worth it, or mm-hmm. this might suck for a little while, but there's a payoff at the end. Yeah. One, you're just going to get happier sailors off the bat. Right. Because they aren't going to come in thinking that this is a Tom Cruise movie, Mm. even though it's about to be a Tom Cruise movie, I hear. But, (laughs) you know, they aren't thinking it's going to be Rihanna's Navy. Um, They understand a little bit more. And if they can adjust, then I think you'd be surprised at the payoff. And then... Yeah. And that's like a short term ish solution. Then we should just make it better. Like we should just make yeah. it more enjoyable to work here. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big Maslow's hierarchy of needs guy. Um, mm. Like I beat that to death and it's like the, for me, it's if the leadership competence is higher, those sailors who come in with that, like, I don't know. I don't know that I could name a single person that has told me they came in to the Navy only for like the college benefits or the money or like the, the SRB or whatever. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, sure. It'll like push, push them over the edge of either enlisting or, or reenlisting. But um, it's always, I want to be big. I want an adventure. I want to be part of something bigger than myself. Um, I want to uh, participate in the nation's defense. I want to, you know, like all, there's all these reasons. Um, yeah. And some of those were my reasons for initially enlisting, but then, if they, if you don't have your needs met along the way, like all you're going to do is, is develop these, um, this bitterness towards the organization because all of the reasons I came to you, none of them are being met. Like none of them are being fulfilled. Yeah. And then I can't even get basic needs met. Like, uh, as far as like, like there's certain times where I'll hear about like the, the McPon AMA Reddit thread thing. Like there was a lot mm-hmm. of sailors talking about like, ridiculous pay issues over years and like yeah. uh, getting evicted or like being homeless when they got out of the Navy or like just like insane stuff. And it's like, yeah. not only are, are you losing those people for those reasons, like and you're losing really high functioning people that you spent a lot of money and time training, but then yeah. like, like we were just saying, they're a recruiting poster, man. Like when they get out, like they're a walking, talking, animated recruiting tool or a recruiting uh obstacle most likely uh like more often than not so it's 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 insane to me that we don't um focus more on on this thing in particular because it's on just leadership development education it would would, i'm i'm convinced it would fix everything and and again my definition of fix is dramatically improved but like like i know like like military sexual trauma is never going to go away um, you like people struggling with mental health issues as a result of the military will never go away, particularly because of what our like prime directive is, is like kill people and break their stuff. Like when we go into a kinetic conflict, it's like yeah, combat's going to happen. It's going to be traumatic. Um, other things are going to happen. It's going to be traumatic. Like I would have not escaped the military had everything been happening the way that I wanted it to without a certain level of anxiety and, and other issues just because that's what we do. 
but yeah. it didn't have to be the way that it was. And I probably right. could have done a longer career and been more valuable to the Navy as a cop and a CMC, but I didn't get to do that because the wheels fell off the wagon. And a lot of people yeah. don't get to do that because it's not sustainable. And I know a lot of kids that separate because they're like, I, I hate my life. Like I'm miserable. Yeah. I'm pissed off. And, and all the time, um, some of them do get into depression and, and anxiety and all that stuff, but some of them are just like, this isn't fun ever. Like I hate it. And so they're just like, and it's not, none of the, none of the, the reasons they came in were fulfilled. And then none of the, the basic needs they have as a human being were ever met by that leadership. And like you were saying, like the willingness for me in my observations and analysis as a chief over a little more than a decade when I was on active duty, it was like all of these chiefs that everybody hates so much, almost all of them are willing. Like I've had, the chief that everybody hates in the chief's mess with burying his face in his hands, just going, I don't know what to do. I just want to take care of them. And the division yeah. wants to burn him in effigy, you know? And it's like, they just don't have the competence. They don't have the tools yeah. because they were never educated and developed by the organization. And, and the thing that, that drives me the most nuts about the way that we prioritize leadership development and education under everything else on the planet uh, is like I would, and being a submariner, you'll understand this more than, more than uh, the rest of the Navy is like, we will never, ever, ever, ever put somebody in the position to do anything on a submarine without being fully trained and qualified ever. You're never going to stand sticks. You're never going to sit chief to watch or dive. You're never going to be in any kind of a watch station or like, you're never going to shoot trash without being fully qualified and trained to do that thing. So how dare we put anyone ever in a leadership position without fully training and qualifying them? And we don't do it like at all. And then we're like, what happened? I wonder why these people are failing. And it gets back to something you were talking about earlier, which is like there's this big emphasis on technical skills, which is Mm. fine. Right. I want the people working yeah. on my nuclear reactor to have I want a everybody really to good know how to fight the submarine. 100%. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Having, you know, having been on a sub when we had a hydraulic rupture, like mm-hmm. it is good news when like everyone yeah. knows what they're doing in that situation yep. because 100%. Uh, we resurfaced, which is the goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we there's this, you know, old outdated term of hard skill soft skill right? Mm -hmm. The technical skill versus, you know, the touchy feely people skill. And Mm -hmm. it gives off this impression that it's easier Mm -hmm. and less important. And it is neither of those things. I agree. It's actually harder because it's always righty tighty lefty loosey unless you're anyway, unless it's (laughs) not one valve, (laughs) unless it's that one valve on the submarine that if you turn it the wrong way, it'll dump goo on you. But yeah, you know, the technical things following an MRC is step one, step two, step three, step four, mm-hmm. and the oil's changed. Right. Yeah. Dealing with a person is like, here's a giant branch plan of all the different ways this could mm-hmm. go. And there's facial expression and yeah. there's communication and tone. Subjectivity. And, yeah. and it's, it's really hard. And mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot of people shy away from it and why we just yeah. say like, oh, we'll just make it OJT. You just watch other leaders other leaders will teach you. Yeah. And one of the big problems with that in the military is that like, okay, so if the master chiefs today are mentoring the chiefs mm-hmm. and then those chiefs become master chiefs and they're mentoring the chiefs mm-hmm. and those lieutenants, you know, mentor the ensigns and the, then they become lieutenants. And it's like, so 
negative where's feedback the outside loop. voice yeah <laughs> like where's just, the learning if something's need, broken yeah. we're just gonna keep passing down the broken thing and there has right. to be a way to interrupt that cycle right and there's some cool stuff coming out about that like cmp Good. has an initiative going on right now um i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but they're evaluating better get real get oh better, get real get better like is the cno's thing which is like okay. a whole it's a repackaged a brilliant on the basics or something like no no it's it's not it is it's very much dove, intended dove deep on it yet it's intended to be like an institutionalized version of basically the mcpon ama where it's like okay giving access to the people who can make change to the like to the people who need the change without all okay. of like the you know all the other yeah stuff 17 but, um, of yeah okay of people saying no yeah. no it's fine now uh <laughs> it's 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 a lot about that it's about you know getting to the root okay. of problems quickly and getting them fixed but cmp's um whole thing is much more about like we under we understand that eq is important emotional intelligence is important in our leaders and they're looking at ways to start evaluating that before they put people into, you know, triad positions, right? Like, oh, how God. do we put a Navy psychologist here who can actually figure out if this person is capable of leading yeah. 200, 600, 1,000 well, sailors in an effective way? Because there's communication but, skills and there's... I like the idea, but like the the problem for me is like I had a conversation with a CMC, like I was checking in that flag command that ended up being my last shore mm -hmm. duty, right? And the CMC was a guy I knew from the Carter. He was the chief when he was there. Um, he was my squadron CMC when I was on my last boat, and then he moved over to this flag command. Like break glass in case of emergency CMC that I wish I could clone like a thousand times and put on uh, every ship submarine and you know awesome. like he's just the yeah. best the best yeah. I like him and the cob I had on Carter are like the two just I like my two favorite leaders I've ever encountered in the military um, and I checked in with him uh, and he said he basically like one of his first questions is like so you're gonna be a cob or not. And I was like still kind of on the fence on if I was going to retire or if I was going to go Cobb. And he goes, you have one year to make a decision and then I'm just going to light you on fire every day. And but then he what he what he said to me, though, was the reason he was so on fire about it. I thought I was going to have a conversation that was going to go something like, yeah, you're you're doing really well. You have a great trajectory. There's some things we need to work on. We'll finish your quals. And then I think you'll be a, a solid cop. Mm -mm. yeah he said i could put a cookie on you right now and you'd be better than 90 percent of the guys i got on the waterfront he goes i got guys down there that can barely fog a mirror and so when we roll out a program to filter triad members based on like an emotional intelligence score or anything else it's like well where do we place that bar because i have to fill these spots so quota driven right. we're, we're the victim of quota driven systems no matter what is like i have x number of warships that need senior enlisted leaders and squadrons and cb battalions and hospitals and whatever and it's yeah. like so i don't think it's a bad step i just how do you okay so i screen i screen this person that's fully qualified to be a cmc that's in their window and that's ready to be detailed and i have 20 gaps and three people to detail 
and I screen them and they fail the EQ thing. It's what do like, I do? Well, they're going anyway. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't, I can only, I can only assume that it's going to become a pump and not a filter, you know, like, cause that's what everything is right now. And it's, yeah. and it's, I, what I, what it kills me is that they, it, I'm, I'm like a, a re a hopefully not negative version of like a walking talking human critique where i'm just like i want the root cause go keep going yeah. well, the problem behind the problem behind the problem behind the problem and i always yeah. arrive at leadership development and education yep. like it's it's the it's, if we fix that and and again the definition of fix being like just a market improvement like a noticeable measurable yeah. improvement in all of the leadership competence metrics and, and but like that and and there therein lies the rub. What are they? Because like I yeah. I am a big I'm a big critic of the Chief Petty Officer's Creed. Uh, anybody that listens to me Ooh. knows that I think it's largely ridiculous. It's very vague. It doesn't communicate who we are and what we do. It's it's an ineffective attempt at like a, a creed or a mission statement of any kind. But if you look at the mission, vision, and guiding principles, which oh by the way are what our eval bullets are for Chief evals for E seventy nine, it's like that is a way better uh, communication and measurement. Like it's, it's metrics. Yeah. It's like, this is, yeah. and it's not perfect, but it's way better. And for some yeah. reason, like if you look at laying the keel and you look at uh, we, we have uh, the mandatory like leadership development training during the chief season is teaching mm -hmm. to the creed. Why are we teaching to this? It, basically, what the Chiefs Petty Officers Creed is, is somebody wrote a really great pinning ceremony script, and then they're like, hey, we need a creed. And they're like, oh, hey, I got this really great thing. Copy, paste, edit a little bit, send. And it's not, Look, it's if not. You're not, if you're not copy pasting in the movie, you're doing too much work. So it's not useless. Like, it's not, like, there are things in there that I think are great and they sound really nice, but they're not accomplishing anything in, in, like codifying a like mission statement for chief petty officers. Like that's not what yeah. that is, but that's how it's treated. And it drives me absolutely nuts because it, I think it it's like missed it's misdirecting purposefully misdirecting chief petty officers on, on who, who they need to be, what they should be striving for. Like what are the metrics by which a chief is measured? It's not the creed at all. Like there's some nice things in there, but there's also a lot of ridiculous things in there. But if you look at the mission, vision, guiding principles, which are literally how you're evaluated, thank God, it's like that's what we should be teaching to. Or, or, yeah. or even better, let's an analyze and update those to be even better and have one that's like emotional intelligence. Like that would be incredible. But yeah. hey, I don't. Do you I don't come write my thesis for next. <laughs> You're, you're I'll, I'll help. It. <laughs> I'll, I'm happy to. I'm happy to update, edit, revise, or just be a yeah. sounding board. But um, yeah, it 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 maddens me and has for a really long time. That, but that, but that therein, like, so we, we get back into that loop of like, it, I I'm sh I feel like I'm just shouting into the void a lot when I do the podcast because I don't see a recognition of a problem at all. Like I I don't even think they know the depth and breadth of the problem that they have and some of the the intricacies of it because you don't see any anyone talking about like like so like like mick pond and and i call him honia all the time turns out his name's honey didn't know that oh. i have a buddy who knows him I've... you pronounce his name honey uh, yeah okay. weird who who does who to thunk now, it now like and know. i've never <laughs> no, i've never heard anybody say it that way but I apparently that's how you said it that way yeah i don't you know 
whatever. I was just sounding it okay. out. But uh, yeah. and then um, so let's say like like Mick Ponhoney, right? Or any Mick Pon. They are probably like if graded on a curve, right? Their leadership competence is probably high. But if like objectively evaluated based on a set of criteria that we develop using all of the all of the knowledge that we have in the psychology, like human development, leadership development, whatever realm, where would they grade? You know, where would they fall out? Where would I fall out? I don't know, but I'm interested to find out, you know, and it's like that's something I think we that we have data on that. I think Do we? Well, so here's here, I'm controversial like, what, what proposal. You, go ahead. We're going to, I'm, I'm absolutely going to get a call from, from the NDA director on this, yes. but uh, no. <laughs> like, no, it's my um, fault. It's not just blaming on me. I'm an old retired guy. They can't hurt me no more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She gave me a call. I did a podcast the other day and I was telling people that coming in undoes is like a trap. And she was like, well, don't do that. It is um, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I mean, I was just, I didn't quite say trap. I was just honest. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so the number of people I would give it like the O five to senior chief master chief level, like whatever, like mm -hmm. that rank of yeah. equivalent rank is the number of people who get out of the military and then apply to like vice president positions at corporations apply to like, uh, you know, like C blank O positions at corporations yeah. And don't even get callbacks. Yeah. And they're like, well, 20 oh. years of superior yeah. military leadership. <laughs> this company would be so yeah. honored to have me. Oh and God. the corporate yeah. world. And, and I see this mm -hmm. because I'm like, I'm coming in with 10 years, almost 10 years yeah. in the Navy. Yeah. Like my leadership classes here at school, they should be honored to have me. And then it's like, nah, man. <laughs> like yeah. you nah. learned... You learned a very specific kind of leadership mm -hmm. in a very specific mm -hmm. system. Yeah. A system that has some places where it could improve. Right. And that does not automatically make you on that yeah. unnormalized curve um, mm -hmm. ready for those big positions, which is why yeah. you then see them all start leadership consulting companies. But yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've seen those LinkedIn posts. Oh, you my God. Them. I have. I know some of those. So people we do have data. Well. <laughs> we do have data on this that it's it's a specific kind of leadership for one, but yeah. that it's I, not. It doesn't necessarily do pan mean? out. Can you be more like when you say specific kind of leadership? Can you like get into some detail on like what that means? Because like I, I look at oh, it kind yeah. of the opposite of like. Oh, I'm not I'm okay. not objectively me I'm not like measuring myself as like the goat or like I don't think I'm the, I, I think I'm a, a pretty good leader like as some people think I'm great at leader. it some people think I'm horrible at it right but the yeah. the what I noticed is the more I studied leadership uh, and psychology and all those things right um, I would I would start using the things in real life and the two things I noticed is one they all worked really really well and my people yep. responded to them and two I was the only one doing it largely unless yeah. you, you would get like people that had this natural, like they're a natural empath or they're they're mm -hmm. They've learned some ability or skill. Like they're really good listeners for some, whatever reason. So they, yeah. they would have like, uh, like certain skills that were like high, but then other ones were kind of like the status quo. So what can you go into more detail on what you mean by like, it's a very specific type of leadership because like, I think if, 
in in my brain it's like if we taught if we taught them what the civilian world's looking for we would be wildly successful within the the confines of the military like those leaders would yeah. be doing a way better job so it's like Absolutely. but we, i think so I, I don't think it's a, a different form of leadership i think it's just leadership and competence period like well, they're just low in leadership competence well, so I think there's, there's a couple of things in there, one of which is like mm. it's that feedback loop we were talking about earlier, yeah. which is like we teach our own people the way we do things and then we evaluate them on the right. way that we taught them to do things. Right. Um, which is why you get a lot of military leaders who are like a lot of other military leaders, mm -hmm. not a lot of variation there. Yeah. Some of which goes into our eval system and our promotion system and things mm -hmm. like that, too, where we filter yeah. out people who have wandered off the golden path sometimes yeah um and so i think there's there's definitely something there i think so then the other thing i think that kind of surprised me even though i should have seen it coming is like the ucmj and the idea of intrusive or invasive leadership where it's like i need I to know term. about your housing yeah. situation and your finances and all of this like n none of that translates that's not yeah. how anybody else operates. You don't have the ability to like demote someone if they're late to work a bunch of times. Um, and so there are some key differences that I think for, for should be really empowering. It should make leadership easier for us. And yeah. I think we've leaned on it a lot so that we didn't necessarily look at those other competencies as much. Mm -hmm. And then you said something that is like the key to the whole thing that I like want to spend all of next year at grad school studying, which is like, I don't think leadership is a talent at all. I, I don't, don't think, I think anyone, it's a very learnable skill. And I think anybody it's a huge it. set of skills. Yeah. It's yeah. communication skills. Right. It's, it's like emotional a, yeah, intelligence. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it, the more of those you have, there's a new ish idea called full range leadership, which is like, if you took all of the old school ideas about leadership styles, you mm -hmm. actually should have every skill mm -hmm. for every one of those leadership styles I so that it. you can pick the exact <laughs> right tool you need for each situation. A hundred percent. I, I, I hate when people say the leadership style, that, Oh, this is just my leadership style. I'm like, that's not real. There's no such thing. Like there's just a bunch of tools. Yeah. Yeah. That's an intellectually yeah. lazy thing to say, like do better. It's like I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it, it goes back to the uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's sort of the leadership version of like if you don't like me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Yeah. <laughs> um, which uh, is like, uh, you know, being an authoritarian leader. There's a time and a place for that. Right. Like, I don't need a it's group. A, it's vote a button I can When push. the ship is on fire, I need yeah. like, I need stuff yep. to go. I need um, compliance and react. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and transfer transformational leadership is great if you're taking a ship that you know, just failed an inspection and needs to pick itself up. Well, but what is transformational leadership? Is oh, it just a super man, competent, full, full range leader? Cause that's what I look at it as. It's like, no, it's I, not. It's a, it's a it? set of skills, right? That's so what like, I mean. Yeah. Like it's, it's just it's, somebody it's, that's like unlocked all the achievements or most of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I'm just, I'm, I've leveled up a lot of times. Convincing people to change is a different skill than convincing people to comply, which is a mm -hmm. different skill than convincing people to innovate. And right. to, to go way back to the like, why is there the disconnect between the junior officers and the junior enlisted and their mm -hmm. senior counterparts? 
and you know kind of a secondary break between the chief's mess and the jo's is like okay we select people for a certain set of skills and then we expect them at some magical moment of here to just yeah. have a different set of skills <laughs> i say the not- same thing differently all the time i'm like we're selecting for your potential like and they say this at the chiefs board we're selecting for their potential to be a chief based on erroneous criteria like they don't say the erroneous part out loud but it's like (laughs) like we're selecting you based on your technical competence to do leadership things it doesn't make any have you ever heard of a book called the peter principle it sounds super familiar you should read it it's so uh good it's kind of like it's kind of like um a comedic delivery principle yeah it's it's like they it's kind of a a comedic delivery of a really interesting principle of basically like um, you're inevitably going to promote to your level of incompetence within. Oh yeah. 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 Promoting to incompetence. The book is, I I love the book so much. Oh God. It's so fun. I was, I was reading just just the introduction. I was sitting in the medical waiting room for my like number to be called the pharmacy. And I had a highlighter and I was just like laughing out loud as and highlighting stuff as I went. It's such a great book. I did some podcasts on it too a while back, but um, yeah, yeah, same thing. Like it's you, you're, we're, we're promoting you to a position to do something wildly different than the criteria with which we're evaluating, like we're evaluating you for your potential to lead based on stuff that has nothing to do with leadership. It's ridiculous. And then most people are, and it's, it's not that people can't make that jump. Yeah. And I think, yeah. and, and I, you know, maybe this is like a, again, like a hot take coming from a JO. I think there's a lot of power in the chief's mess. Having mm. someone who is a technical expert, who is supposed mm-hmm. to be like the liaison to, yeah. you know, the part of the decision-making team mm-hmm. uh, is important because yeah. like, I remember at one point, I, I think I asked my LSs to inventory something mm-hmm. and I really thought it was going to be like an hour long. No, you know what it was? It was my CSs. You're going to hate me for this. We <laughs> had to inventory fine. our entire freezer underway. Oh yeah. I used to do that every time, every underway. It sucked, but <sighs> On the right, so this was like this was like four days after we got underway. This was like a fully packed out freezer. Why? This was like not a good. There was um Uh, some shenanigans. Look, I'm just I'm gonna say that (laughs) the chief on that my my chief on that deployment did not stay with the ship much longer. Okay, Uh, and we'll just we'll move forward. Um, uh, and um, and I I really thought it was gonna be like a couple hours. Like in yeah. my head, I just like I and it was no. not. And it's having not. A, having someone who has like moved that amount of frozen ground beef mm. and can tell me like this is going to be like a six, seven hour. Oh, yeah. Thing. A, a fully loaded out freezer. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I was like, well, yeah, um, that's important. And that's a really like, yeah. you know, it's not like a highly technical example, but that it's a mm-hmm. but we should be training people we should be providing that gap where it's like mm-hmm. you are the expert in how to do this thing mm-hmm. let me teach you how to be a good communicator a good yeah. planner um you know how to look for signs of mental distress let me teach right. you this wide set of skills how to yeah. read a room 
just like yep. how to read a room exactly and that's the the saltiness i have with that mental health <laughs> handbook is i'm looking through it and it sounds great it sounds great there's mm -hmm. a lot of things in there that it's telling leaders to do that the institution has never taught them how to do so how, and they're working like, on it i will plug okay they're, okay they're working good. on it uh the, I didn't see anything the, in the nav admin about like mandatory training or a school inbound or yeah. whatever, like a resource to teach them how to do all those things. Yeah. So, um, I, so part of the, the NDA stuff, um, not non-disclosure Navy, Navy digital ambassador, okay, got it, got that, it. that NDA, um, part of it is sometimes we get to, you know, sit in or ask questions when stuff like that's coming out so that we mm -hmm. can, you know, make content to have ready when things come out. And, yeah. So I got to sit in on on the call with the CMP where he's talking to the press, you know, about mm -hmm. this. And um, their big thing was that it's a first step. Okay. It's and that they understand C CMP actual understands that it has to be a first step of many, including mm -hmm. resourcing how to get leaders to do this, meaning the okay. training and the time yeah. and the incentive where mm. they have to change something about how you promote to actually take into account if you are doing right. these things. Yeah. Um, and so I think the, the concept is there, the idea that that needs to happen is there, mm. how to do that and the budget to do it and the, yeah. you know, what levers we're pulling to do it. Yeah. And I think so much of that comes like to make a decision about something like that in the Navy mm. requires like, 35 yeah. people to all be at the same yeah. table at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and that is not an easy thing to do. That's right. That is so much of the trouble I've run into. It's like, oh, I have this idea. And it's like, cool. Mm. I need this person and this person and this person and this person and their right. aid and their aides, best friends, hairdressers, dog. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like the the selling people on funding. I mean, I know like mm. I've heard the Mikpon talk like just a little bit about um the they're like lobbying congress to like get them to pay for things and it's so it's like yeah. and i mean they can barely pass a budget and do all kinds of other <laughs> functional government things so it's like i i don't envy the the role that they have to like sell those things and it's like and then you there's only so many things you get to fit into that budget and blah 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 yeah. so like i yeah i i wish it was easier but i understand even if even if we could get everybody all through CNO and SECNAV to be like 110% on board with leadership development education in whatever model we think is best. Then you got to like sell it to somebody that's going to cut us a check. And it's like, how do you, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. And I mean, you're talking about, <laughs> and when, so I spent a bunch of time under NETSI. Uh, mm. So Navy education and training command and I just think people underestimate like how hard it is to make the heck is going on on my computer, uh, how hard it is to make curriculum or change curriculum for the Navy yeah. and like the cost, yeah. the time you have to evaluate yeah. it. I mean, and some of that is frustrating just from um, a red tape perspective where yeah. it's like if we know better, we should be able to do better. It shouldn't. Yeah, it shouldn't be as hard as it is, but also like because there's certain levels but then of, sometimes it's sometimes yeah. it's like well maybe that rule is in place for a good reason for a reason yeah, yeah 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 no i it's, get it and and i i 
It's frustrating. I like the idea <laughs> of like the Navy community college thing being like if we could employ enough like educational professionals, it's like then maybe we can have a pipeline in place to just filter it all through them because this is yeah. what they do instead of like it being a bunch of active duty sailors that are only at a at a learning center for three years or at Netsy for three years on a shore duty that are the ones responsible for like reviewing, approving, working, grouping, whatever, like doing a, yeah. like uh, everything from like AERRs for advancement exams to like the, um, I forget the terminology for like the curriculum review stuff. But like, uh, yeah. I mean, I was, I participated in one for the A school and the C schools and it's like, I still haven't seen the change that we talked about. And this was like <laughs> seven years ago. Oh, so, that makes yeah. me sad because we run we run that curriculum through the supply course schoolhouse now. So yeah. that makes me sad. But well, I mean, enough. and it, maybe they just shot a lot of it. I don't know. It was a part of the ready, relevant learning stuff. And it's like mm-hmm. I, the, the things they described in in like, this is how we're going to roll it out. And it's going to be across the life cycle and blah, blah, blah. And when do we need to do it? How do we need to do it? It's like I never saw any of that happen. Like <laughs> it was. <laughs> It hurts my heart, but yeah, I, yeah. I wish there was a more efficient process because it doesn't seem like it should be that hard. But yeah, you would, uh, you'd think and you'd hope, but and I would, I wish there was like an easier way. And I guess the podcast is it to yeah. communicate, you know, with junior sailors that the lack of action is not necessarily a lack of your leadership trying or caring. Right. Right. Um, because I think it feels that way. It feels that way to me sometimes, yeah. where it's like. I came up with this great idea and I did all of this work um, and I submitted it all to my XO and my XO thought it was a great idea. And he got it in front of the chief of the supply corps. And at the time she thought it was a good idea and we were all really excited. And then uh, that was three years ago (laughs) and there's a new XO and there's a new chief of the supply corps. And I'm not even at, I'm not even at the supply corps school anymore. Right. So that idea is dead. I yeah, mean, it's not, I, mean, I, I sent all of my work to someone who is at right. the command now and maybe they'll pick but it again, back up. Yeah, maybe the, they won't, the, but the transient nature of what we do where we're constantly moving and it's like that hinders our ability to do those things because it takes so long to get stuff done that I'm going to be gone before it gets approved. So it's like, it, well, and, yeah. And our incent to go back to the incentives, we're incentivized to think short term because yeah. if I can't put it on my fit rep, <laughs> if it's not done, I mean, yeah. If it's yeah. not done by the time I leave, if it's not What's completed the by the thirty first of January as a lieutenant, uh, you know, yeah, that was a lot of work for nothing. Yeah, uh, well, which isn't yeah. true. It's not nothing, right? But it's like, but yeah what's there's not a lot of incentive to follow yeah. up. There's not a lot of incentive to look out three, four, five years, right? Um, when you're doing that stuff, and that's something that I think we need to look at because again i think the the long mm. view when you think about leadership and you think about investing in sailors and investing in leaders in the short term is really costly yeah. and because our a lot of our incentive system is focused on the short term the year or two year short term it's really hard for any single leader to justify incurring the expense because they're not going to see the payoff Right. So we need to shift to something that says, okay, but for real, we need to be looking at this longer horizon and understand that if we update the way we think about leadership, if we change the way we train for leadership, that Mm. 
will eventually fix the cultural problems and the mental yep. health problems and the retention. Pro- and, and again, the, the whole long list, whatever, if you Google Reddit Navy and you just <laughs> the list of complaints. Yeah, yeah. It all comes down to that. And, and if for your critique mentality, like I said, I think when you drill down into that, why, 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 why mm. it's a fundamental belief that so much of our leadership idea is founded on is that a person is a leader or they aren't. Yeah. Instead of leadership is a skill, a lot, mm-hmm. a huge set of skills. Yeah. And we should both teach it and evaluate on it. Yeah. And that's, that's why I, I, and it was partially that book that did it is I started shifting my, like the way that I described, um, the problem to just leadership and competence. It's like, it's not, it's not like this magic thing that people are born with or not. It's not this like, um, unattainable, uh, brass ring, you know, or whatever. I don't know. Like I'm probably butchering these analogies, but like the it's all it is, is just like anything else. It's an acquirable skill. And like, there's, I, and I, and I've seen in practice and I'm sure you have as well, like wildly varying personalities that, uh, were extremely competent, high, highly effective leaders, like quiet, unassuming people that um are not gonna like just jump up on the table and and scream or whatever and their people would follow them through hell and it's like and then dudes like me who maybe fit more of like the the traditional uh transformational leader mold where like i have the deep booming voice and i'm willing to stand in front of the group of people and get passionate and and like that like and i recognize those skills as as something that um, resonated with people, which is why I acquired them. And that's something that like, right. when I tell people like, I mean, my voice is my voice, but like the, the willingness and ability to do those things are practiced over a period of time. Like I hated standing in front of groups of people and I didn't like confrontation. I didn't like, um, like passionately speaking and, and getting fired up and doing all those things yeah. and finding the ways to leverage people's motivators and all that kind of crap. It's like, those are all things I learned how to do. I didn't know how to do any of that. I was a horrific yeah. leader as an LPO. And then I figured it out slowly, but surely. Um, yeah. Well, and, 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 and yeah, to your point about the LPO thing is I think that's something else that we set people up to have like a really, at least for me, a really rough couple of first few years because mm. we aren't teaching them as, as those technical skills. Um, because if I come in as a divo and I just think either I'm a leader or I'm not sink or swim, yeah. I'm just yeah. going to, I'm going to go out and I'm going to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm bad at it, which yeah. spoiler alert for anyone from NMCB three from 2014 to 2016, uh, I was really bad at it. <laughs> uh, um, sorry guys. Uh, <laughs> my, bad. <laughs> my bad. And it's like, and then who suffers when you have pe- yeah. an instant, yeah, like my my E fives are the ones, yeah. man. Yeah, my E like, yeah. and my Chiefs a little bit, but like you know they're yeah. like out there like trying well, to so, shape. Yeah, your and Chiefs like, are the ones like, that are supposed to be teaching you these things, and that's the the booby trap is that they don't know how to do them either. Don't like, ah, I said the crap and, part out loud. But yeah, like they don't like the leadership and competence <laughs> exists there too. So that like we're saying, hey, train junior officers, but then. You go to them and they don't know how to do it either. And they're just pretending like they're just like perpetuating that this is how we've always done it. And I think that's where you get 
so there's there's like this I don't know belief true or not about like the friction a lot of times between especially first tours and their Mm -hmm. chief where it's like the chief's gonna think you know it all or you you're gonna whatever I don't know right but I so much of it for me my impression was like everybody was so busy trying to hide their insecurities so busy trying to fake it till they make it that we were all faking it with each other yeah which is one of the reasons I push so hard the idea of like transparency you don't mm-hmm. have to be like perfectly transparent. Not everyone needs to know everything about my life all the time. Yeah. But if I can admit when I've made mistakes or I can yep. admit when I don't know something <laughs> and give permission uh, permission to other people yeah. to admit when they make mistakes and when they don't yep. know something. And we yep. were all just a little more honest about that. That was then, rule number one for me. Like is I would rather you uh, like ask a stupid question than make a stupid mistake. And if yeah. you do make a, a mistake, the, you tell me immediately and that it's going to be yeah. it's going to go way better if you tell me immediately because like the way that the way that i i always like i the one of the first like leadership revelations for me was like the jocko willink book extreme ownership like and i know a lot of, mm. a lot of people nowadays kind of roll their eyes at him uh because he's a little you know like he's a guy that like he's just being himself but it's a bit much for some people but his that <laughs> book that book is incredible. Um, and the the idea of it's always me, like it's always my fault if something goes wrong. And that's what I would tell my people. Like, it, like yeah, like there's some personal responsibility sometimes. Like if you get a DUI, like it's my fault that I wasn't clairvoyant and that I'm not perfect as a leader. But like also like most of this, this is just a personal responsibility thing because it's not like I never had that conversation with you. It's not like I had never told you, you could call me anytime day or night. It's not like Uber doesn't exist. So like, and we've had all those conversations about the making the right decision and how to do that and blah, blah, blah. Um, but whenever something would go wrong like for like with work stuff like they screwed something up like the inventory validity is horrific or the meals a dumpster fire it's like i did i clearly failed to train you so we're gonna fix yeah. this here's what yeah you know i mean like and, and yeah i was i always perfect at it no but it was like they always brought problems to me and they were always willing to provide feedback because i'm i opened it up it up for that like anytime i was gonna do, do something change something uh, create a policy, whatever. It was always like, like how, how does this affect you? And like, what feedback do you have for me? Because they're the ones that have to go do the thing. And I'm just like the trainer and supervisor and QA. And it's like, I'm your safety net and I want to be your safety net. So you got to bring these things to me. But yeah, that's like yeah. the, for me, that's like the prime directive. Like you got to tell me things <laughs> like you well, have to. One of the things I think it's like so important is, most of the time, most issues you can drill down to either a knowledge problem or a resource problem. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, so if inventory validity is bad, mm-hmm. is it because, and sorry for the people who are not supply types, it means that yeah. the stuff we think we have in the storeroom isn't in the storeroom there, or there's yeah. too much of it or it's the wrong right. stuff. It, yeah. It's the reason that you aren't getting whatever was supposed to be on the menu today. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and so it's either a knowledge problem, right? Which is like my my sailor doesn't understand how to do inventories, isn't keeping, mm-hmm. you know, like doesn't understand um, how to organize it. Does like there's there's something I haven't provided them from a knowledge standpoint, mm-hmm. or there's something I haven't provided them from a resource standpoint. Are they so tasked out right now 
that yeah. they are counting back 10 cans and then multiplying by four cans and just calling them all green beans instead of doing what they're supposed to do and yeah, pull them all yeah. out, which is annoying and right. takes forever. Right. But if they're given the right resources and the right motivation, they will do that. Like mm-hmm. it's their, it's their job. It's boring. I've been there. I've had to count those cans. Um, many times it's awful. You're required um, to be there. I know. <laughs> I don't know if that's what the book and still says, awful. but I used to. It is. Oh, it is. I, yeah. I can tell you a story about how definitely involved in inventories I was, but, um, yeah. yeah. And so if I, when I talk to people about those kinds of problems, even discipline mm-hmm. problems, I yeah. always try to find out if it's one of those two things, because right. one of my big pet peeves is like with the counseling chits where it's like, the answer is always training. It's always like so-and-so is late yeah. to work. They're going to provide training. But a lot of times it's, it's like, not. And like, like you're saying, like a knowledge, a knowledge problem, training might be the solution, but then. But if it's a resource problem, training's not right. the solution at all. Right. Which is and like, also, if they're always late to work because yeah, daycare doesn't yeah. open until 730. Then right, right. them training people on how to be on time to work is not going. Mm. You haven't drilled. You haven't gotten down to the why. Well, you you, you said something that here. I in my mind was like the missing piece of knowledge or resource. And I guess you could I don't know which one you would say it falls under probably resources. But the motivation part, you said yep. you said resources and motivation. And I was like, that's for me, that was a big component of it because I was never like I always trained and qualified hard. Like my guy, my mm-hmm. guys were, um, were always, I say guys, I had one female sailor, but she was TAD. Um, the, I would train and train and train and, and qualify and qualify and qualify. There was never a lack f- of level of knowledge. There was never a lack for supervision. Um, mm-hmm. but it, and, and I did everything I could. Cause that was like my, my definition of what my job is, is to give them everything they need to do their job, whether, whether it's right. training or resources. Right. Um, but then there's that, that you'd call it like the gray area, soft skills, leadership stuff of like, I need to meet their needs so that when I put them in there and they have the knowledge and resources to do the inventory, for instance, that they're motivated to pull every can out because they know that if there's an inventory validity issue, I'm going to be not thrilled about that because I invested so much time and effort into like meeting their knowledge and resources needs it's like, I also need to push that motivator button so that they're motivated to do it correctly. Even when I'm not in the room, you know, like if they're doing breakouts and I'm not babysitting them, which I won't be that they're very diligent about, I pull it out. I look at the food item code on top. I make sure that, okay, I'm issuing three. I'm returning to net used as one, whatever. Unit of issue. Um, Yep. 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 All the good, all the good boring stuff that makes everything work. (laughs) Like they need all that, but they also need to be properly motivated, which for me is always, I just default to the hierarchy of needs stuff. It's like, I need to be meeting all of their needs. And some of that can be, some of that can get into the, because you mentioned the intrusive leadership stuff. And I I hate that term, but Mm -hmm. also like, I understand that I think while it's not probably happening at Amazon, right? Like the, in the military, it's, it's a little different because of what we do. And we become so close that I have a really deep investment in these people as, as Mm -hmm. people, like I, they're very important to me. I call them my kids because I feel like they're my children. Like that's just the attachment I have to these people. And so like, if there's something going on in their life, like that is causing work to suffer, I want to try to help them meet whatever need they have so that they're fully focused on whatever they need to be doing while it's time to be doing it. 
Um, so right. like, and I would consider that a resource to... problem. Okay. Okay. That, and that, that's, that's where what, I would that file the... that where it's, it's like, yeah. okay, so if you, uh, there was something that recently came up, um, I don't know what your relationship is with the permission to speak freely podcast, but it came up on Reddit Those too. Are my homies. Okay. They so they wrong? had the whole, they bad? no, 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 no. Okay. I'm like, they, Dama, they, what happened? No, yeah, they pulled something off of, uh, they pulled something off of Reddit that was like the, Hey, my daughter was sick all night. I was up all night with her. Is oh yeah. yeah. I, I saw, work I saw today. a that, video clip. Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. And, um, and so that's a resource thing to, mm. to me because now you have a sailor who can't do their job because mm. of a, a couple of things that might have gone wrong in the resource column right. from childcare, healthcare access, mm. whatever. And it's a resource problem because apparently I didn't, you know, I don't know the context of what was going on there, but yeah. the chief's response was, we are so resource constrained that you still have mm. to come in. Yeah. Um, which I've been very vocal about, like, if the command is going to fall apart because a sailor can't come in yeah. for one day, you've made like other resource uh, allocation uh, well, problems. Right. Well, and, but, and, and I understand like nowadays I would say, uh, like, like current events, it's like retention and recruiting being what it is. I could understand there being such like human resource problems that, Oh my God, I have to have you. But at the same time, it's like, you don't get to not meet those resource needs of those people. Like you're saying, like, like, like it's my child, man. Like I can't, like someone not... had to hold, like someone had to hold my kid while she threw up. <laughs> yeah. And, like so I can't to, not to, take to care counterpoint of and go back to the long, you know, the long view thing. Okay. Yeah. So you got that sailor into work today when you, when right. you needed, you know, you needed yep. an extra watch sander it's, today. Yeah. You think I'm not saying it's the answer list? that she should have, she I, or he like, should have come in. I, but I'm just saying I, I understand know, the chief's extremists too. I get it. But it's not Absolutely. the right. It's never. It's never the right answer to say you have to come in anyway, because of what you're about to say about like in the, okay, then the future becomes this is unsustainable, and they then they're not there. They don't. Then stay, it's an unplanned loss. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's not an unplanned loss. They just choose not to reenlist when the time comes yeah. because they're forever right. a little bit bitter about that yeah, one day that they had to come to work. Vote you know. with their feet. Yeah. And, and now we're short someone who mm -hmm. was trained and motivated yep. and wanted to be there and experienced, yeah. but they're leaving because they had this yep. bad experience. And so it's that short-term versus yeah. long-term pull. Yeah. And again, I think, I think a lot of the deck plate leadership ends up in the crosshairs of that where they're under-resourced, mm -hmm. but if they don't protect the resources we have, and by resources, mm -hmm. I mean people, um, mm -hmm. then we're going to keep being under-resourced and it's only going to get worse. Yeah. And, 100%. and then but, all of that yeah, gets shoved yeah. onto these leaders who have very little formal training in yes. like, how should I flex? How should I communicate so they, that? They very rarely make the correct choice when when confronted with that decision point for that exact reason is they've never, Ugh. you know, they're they're Which worried about putting out the fire instead of finding out why the thing's on fire in the first place and then like addressing that so that right. it's not an issue in the future. Yeah. 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 Which is, yeah. you know, and in firefighting, maybe that's the right thing to do. But, you know, then you have a piece of damaged yeah. equipment. That's wrong. Yeah. That sounds bad. It sounds like people are equipment, which they're not. But yeah, no, the metaphor falls not. apart at some point. But <laughs> uh, no, I think and and that's where for me, it's like, I think a lot of good people who could and should be good leaders 
end up in a bind where it's like you have to make this decision right now. Yeah. And you haven't been given the chance to learn and exercise all the different tools you might use to make that decision. So you just Ooh. make the decision that your mentor would have made because that's the only person yeah. who's taught you how to make decisions. Yeah. Uh, and then we just end up making the same decisions for like 80 years in a row. Yep. Instead of You're not instead wrong. of getting better. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's for me. That's that's. And you talked about the motivation piece. And I think again, going like that's so much of the hard part is mm. I'm not big into the intrusive leadership thing beyond what I need to make sure my sailors needs yeah. are met to get to work. Yep. Uh, and that they're not like, you know, moonlighting as as drug dealers or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that definitely hasn't happened to me. I didn't have to go to that <laughs> uh, captain's mess. Um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> oh man, I had a drug oh, rig so on one of my boats. Yeah, it was a good time. Oh, uh, we had one at, uh, at one of my bases. Yeah. yeah. I got to, oh, I got to go out. My bases. I got to go out on a transfer vessel, escort like a dozen sailors back that were all cause NCIS needed to talk to them. Like Ooh. good times. Yeah. It was yeah. a mess. We had base-wide urinalysis yeah. at Kings Bay while I was there. Like within 24 hours, Good. everyone associated with Kings Bay had to provide a urinalysis Good sample. Good grief. Good times. That, Good time. that wasn't my sailor. That wasn't on poor me. U poor UPC. Uh, Jesus. I know, right? <laughs> um, but so, and I, but <laughs> going way back, uh, yeah. the motivation part's hard because you have to know what makes each of your sailors motivated and it is Ooh. something different for everyone. Yep. Go in like, way 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 back to the sailors who wanted to cross rate yeah. um knowing what actually interests Did them I just get low-key and that old? it's i think that just happened no just like you know i don't know however long ago in the conversation <laughs> way way back Not that, uh you know if if they if they joined and maybe they like the jimmy carter maybe they like you know whatever yeah. but maybe they don't like making lasagna maybe they're not mm. really into making yeah. you know bread from scratch three times a week um, yeah. which rude because bread from scratch is delicious. Go subs. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, if you don't know what motivates them and you just keep trying to press the same levers, be it, you know, money because with the bonuses leadership style, or, yeah. <laughs> uh, or time off Ugh. because, yeah. <sighs> because like, I feel like those were like the three things that I got taught as a JO was like mm. money. So get them advanced or get them reenlisted for yeah. the bonuses thanking them that's a big lever get the ceo to thank mm -hmm. them on the 1mc which i'm not yeah. devaluing not that can yeah, be motivating it just yeah. needs to be one of the tools right yeah, um yeah. and time off and like mm. again a great tool not the same tool for everybody though right. and there's a lot of other right. things where it's like access to education right or mm -hmm. understanding that they have a certain childcare need and Hey, if you'll show up and be motivated to do this and this and this, we'll help you meet this need, yeah. right? We'll help you get resourced for this other thing. I think people really underestimate that and how yeah. if you, you don't even have to go the full mile. You can go like mm -hmm. just a little extra step yeah. and people will be so grateful that you the, are leading yeah. them and not just leading Petty Officer X. There are so many instances that I've had sailors relay an experience to me that like they, that they had with me, like that I did something, said something, helped them with a the thing, whatever. I don't even remember it happening. And it like, but it left such a mark on them 
that they relay like, man, I just thank you so much for that time that you did this thing and blah. I can't even tell you how much it meant to me. And I'm like, huh? Like, like it in my mind, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a thing I did in the, like, and it felt normal to me. And I didn't feel like I went super far with it. I don't feel like I went above and beyond with it. I, I tell a bunch of stories like that all the time. And it's super interesting to, to see the, see and hear the things that they, that like meant something to them or left a, left a mark on them or, was was important to them um because like it wouldn't have been what i thought was important like there's times i probably went like more above and beyond or put more effort and time into a thing and that that i thought it was the most important thing or i thought it was a thing that would that would impact them the most but then it's little things that yep. usually are the one like they remember me just caring enough to do some really simple thing or say some really simple thing or whatever um yep. And yeah, it's like, it's so important because those are the things that keep people around. Like those little moments are the things that are going to get people to reenlist, not a reenlistment bonus, you know, like the right. meeting those needs and, and yeah. Yep. Um, Absolutely. And I think two hours, two hours, two hours, a good time to wrap up. <laughs> Look at that. Right on the money. There's like, yeah, there's like the nice almost, like trail off. We, <laughs> good officer knows when on. to exit. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> so the division uh, invites you out for beers. You have one beer and then you sneak out the back. Yeah, See you guys you later. Because like, I don't want to be around for what happens next. <laughs> Look, that I'm cool. Always, yeah. I showed up. I drank the IPA. Yeah. I'll see I you guys on Monday. Bye. I didn't even drink at holiday parties. I was just like, nope, not going to be oh, that man. guy. I'm like, I'll You're carry one me. of you out of here and take you I home. Need, like, but the, I'm not... I need my emotional support. <laughs> my emotional support beverage to interact yeah. with that many people that's funny yeah yeah i no, and i tell my wife too i'm like we gotta leave before people start get, as soon as i see people start to get sloppy we're leaving like i'm just like i'm not gonna be part of this like right? instagram reel that goes viral because there's oh, a no! brawl in the lobby like i'm oh, out oh i do oh man was that Remember, it was a I carrier like was i don't know it was oh, some yeah. carrier did it too um <sighs> some Man, boo of somebody saw somebody with somebody else and got upset oh, not the big, big fight and ball gowns and stuff <laughs> I'm like, yeah i gotta be i gotta be out i don't want to be part of the investigation i yeah i want the investigator to be like where were you i'm gonna be like in my bunny slippers at home yeah, exactly <laughs> i got i got receipts um right th yeah thank you so much for doing this tell people real quick where they can find you uh on all the social media things yeah and i'll put it in the so show notes as well instagram tiktok and reddit i'm at Millmama underscore on the run so m-i-l-m-a-m-a -M -A underscore on the run and that's because I used to be a really big runner, running. but yeah. again, you get stuck yeah, yeah. with your things. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm still a runner since I'm running a marathon this year, but, uh, oh, and nice. yeah, come hang out. Uh, this, this is exactly the kind of content I share just in six second clips and really, really yeah. long captions. Read the um, captions. <laughs> that's what I didn't I mean, I did a poll a while back but... where I was like, do people want more information in the videos or you just like want the funny video and then people yeah. can read the caption if they want. And that was like the overwhelming winner. So it was like, uh, okay. right, y'all well, do, y'all do you. I'll, I, I would have guessed once in a while. I, yeah, I would have guessed the total opposite. Yeah. So like, yeah. same, I was hoping yeah. for the opposite. Cause I was like, Oh, I could, stop lip-syncing yeah. to weird 90s music but here we are 
here we are. The um, internet's going to internet. <laughs> and it's forever. So I can't yeah. wait for my kids to find my 20 year old Instagram <laughs> posts. And I didn't be even like, think about that. You're, you're so weird. You doing? Yeah. <laughs> Look, they're gonna be no, in it'll be, for something. It might as well be. Yeah. Might as well be that. Because my mom was a TikTok influencer. <laughs> oh, I hate that word so much. Oh, ah. I hate that word so much. Yeah. yeah. Please don't. Please Whoa. do not make that anything in the show notes or the title. <laughs> oh gosh, I'll cry. Uh, I'll cry. The influencer. <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> That's why no. we're called the Navy Digital Ambassadors because they wanted Ambassador. to call us the Navy like Digital Influencers or something, and I was like, I will not. Mm, I will not I sign up for that program. <laughs> Hard no. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. No, thank, thank you, you so much for yeah. having me. Uh, I hope you were serious about reviewing <sighs> my thesis because I'm going to email it 100%. to you and be like, Send it my I way. mean. I don't Look, know if I'm qualified a good to do it. Officer knows do when it. to ask. A good officer knows when to ask a chief. So yeah, hey, <laughs> I'm just hey sign pre- me up. Preview this for me. If um, I'm good at anything in this world, it's like wordsmithing. I can English pretty oh, well. So yeah. All right, perfect. We'll just make you a co-author. It'll be great. All right. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, I clearly had a great time. Uh, it, it was funny going in for some reason. I didn't even know she was a submarine shop. Um, like I knew she was a supply officer. I just didn't realize she was a submariner too, which is even cooler. Um, so that was fun, but yeah, really, really fun conversation. Really interesting. I'm looking forward to learning more about the Navy digital ambassador stuff. Um, I mean, I was half kidding when I was like, like, I I don't, you know, like why didn't they contact me? Like I I think I know why, but also like it's fine. Um, but it's cool that that program even exists. So I'm looking forward to learning more about that. Um, and I, if I can, like, I, I have a feeling I'm going to want to talk more about that too, uh, especially as it, assuming they expand it and it becomes more influential, like, cause it's, it's about time the Navy started, uh, like exploring and leveraging that space. Uh, so I thought it was really cool, um, when she explained to me that that's a real thing, like a program that the Navy's getting behind, uh, like finally, and, and I hope it goes places and does, does great things. Um, I mean, it seems to already be in, in a way, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it expands and, and, uh, you see a lot more of that kind of stuff. Cause it's, that's where sailors are, uh, and that's where you're going to reach them. So very cool. Um, as always, if you need anything from us, hit us up. Don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the ship podcast, or you can DM us on Instagram, Reddit, or discord at Degas podcast. If you want to support us, you can go to Degas podcast.com. Uh, there's a donate button on the website or, uh, you can click that shop button. It'll take you to Don't Give Up the Ship Apparel. Some Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. We got stickers, coins, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, very proud of that. And then uh, probably the best way, patreon.com slash dgutspodcast. If you can and you're willing, uh, pick a tier that fits you best. There's a lot of cool benefits uh, to doing it and uh, become a patron. And that, that helps us tremendously uh, pay all these bills and subscription fees and expand the platform. So if you can support us in that way, great. If you can't spare the cash, I understand times are tough. Just like, share, subscribe, review us on all the platforms for all the things. Go to YouTube and subscribe and follow us. Share the video content, tag your friends, share the podcast links, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it all helps. It gets the word out, spreads the message uh, and supports the platform. So we really appreciate that as well. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. Hey, shout out to our level five patrons, Victoria Livingood and William McIver. We really appreciate you. All our other patrons, you're enabling us to do this thing and your support means everything. Thank you so much.